I know how to find where I was because I can just follow my own shit. Right? <laughs> so you're like you left you literally left your own breadcrumbs for yourself to follow. Your shit crumbs. Inside our pants will spew a stinky number two. You'll be crapping in your pants with me. Hello and welcome to another episode of Crap in Your Pants with Rob and Ken. My name is Ken. And I am Rob. And uh, Rob, we have my cousin on this episode. It, it, does he share, does he have the same proclivities as you? He does not on many levels, but we apparently do share a similar digestive issue. I think that was yeah. That's that's more what I was trying to ask. Does he have the is he does he have the same afflictions? Does he have the same rectal afflictions? Apparently he does, and uh, he handles it like a champion. Um, so his name is Robert, and we'll get into that shortly. But before we do, we have a turd lingo this week. Turd lingo. Rob, maybe you can help with this definition right now. But this week's turd lingo is scumper. Ah, uh, yes, scumper. Scumper, uh, or or one can also shorten it to a scump. Scumper. It sounds like something brief that just it's so it's so it's something like clearing your throat only with your asshole. So it's just like <clears throat> you know, it's a quick one. It's a quick. <laughs> it's a quick. Uh, it's a quick uh, evacuation to clear pipe. It also denotes an image of. I don't know. I guess on the on the on the moist meter, it would be like a six out of ten. And I feel like there's an implication of heft, especially if one drops in your pants. Yeah, you know, a cow pie. Like one thinks of it. It sounds very. Why do I think England or Northern Ireland? Like in terms of the etymology of it, it's like it. It maybe it sounds like something they would say, like in reference to rugby or the farm it feels very uk i don't know why is there an elegance to it no not really it's got that blue collar you know irish farmer kind of potato farmer vibe it sounds like tea and crumpets too so maybe that's like maybe that's the uh yeah tea and, yeah crumpet scump scump crump tea yeah. and, tea and scrumpers that's this week's turd lingo turd lingo So let's kick this off. Uh, Rob with us right now is my cousin, Robert, who's going to share a story. Robert, why don't you start us off? I wish I was a better storyteller. So I'll, I'll try my best to, to be entertaining and not, not as dry as I always come off. You know, Robert, I'll say this. It's kind of hard to be dry in these situations, especially in these stories. Yeah, I could have used some dryness. <laughs> like the Beastie Boys said, let it flow. Let yourself go. Yeah. And Rob also, I, this kind of got, you know, Ken and I've always talked about this for, I mean, we've talked about this for, I don't guess, a, a few months and I happened to text him on Saturday after a very near miss. So, okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, like real near miss. Uh, maybe even the same level as what we're about to get into. So, and they're both, they're both hunting related. So I'm, I'm the redneck cousin. I, okay. I enjoy all the, <laughs> I, I enjoy all the outdoor activities and, you know, shooting guns and, you know, all the, you know, largely considered MAGA stuff. Okay. <laughs> so, so that's, that's me. MAGA uh, lifestyle adjacent. 
Yeah. So you know, I guess this kicks off. I I had um, I want to say I was nineteen or twenty. So this is you know ninety nine two thousand. Um, it may be even as early as nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, maybe my senior year of high school. And I just know this because of the, like I can kind of tam stamp it by the girl I was dating you know at the time. So she comes into the fold later in this. So I had uh. I feel like I was at home college. Yeah, I think it was you know college break, but it may have been high school just during Christmas break or whatever. Um, and been up hunting about an hour north of where I grew up. So I I grew up in uh, the you know in Jackson, Mississippi, and then in the suburbs. So at this point in time, we were in the burbs. And again, I was either senior in high school or uh, freshman sophomore college. So hunted about an hour away. Uh, I'd just gone up by myself. Uh, dad didn't go and you know, hunted that afternoon, but I was, you know, living a college lifestyle and like, man, I got to burn the candle on both ends. Get up, you know, early, go hunt, do that all day, and then come home that night, go out with you know, the buddies, the girlfriend, you know, whatever, right? Uh, and as I said, around this time, I'm 18, 19, 20, healthy lifestyles is not something I knew about. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was not on the radar. So I can't tell you that there's anything like particularly interesting about my diet this day that led to this, you know, you know, kind of down the rabbit hole of the sequence of events. Although I do know that I didn't have, you know, the culprit was not, honest to God, my favorite hamburger I've ever had in this world. They, they were sold at this little like truck stop gas station by this old grandma black lady. And it was greasy, you know, delicious and awesome. But this was not the culprit because I was going out to dinner this, you know, after hunting, like taking a girlfriend out, going to go to dinner and stuff. So like, all right, I'm pressed for time, right? So, so I'm you know, leave, you know, leave the camp, get in my car, you know, doing 80 down the you know interstate and everything, trying to get home five, 10 minutes early. You know, about 30 minutes out, you know, from home, I'm like, Oh man, something's not right. And my stomach used to be fucked up. Like I had, I had a, a what's called pyloric stenosis. I was born with it. It's a genetic defect. Basically, your pyloric valve that, that feeds from your uh, your stomach to your intestines doesn't open and close like normal. So I had to have surgery to repair it, and then had some digestive issues that you know probably could go on more stories about with uh, with this. So, but again, it largely attributed to lifestyle and not. Uh, you know, not, but my crutch is like, oh yeah, damn, that was born with stomach problems. When can I ask, when, when did you have that surgery? I was three months old. Oh, so like right out the gate, like they, they figured out. Okay. Yeah. My dad had it. Uh, it's genetic. He had it at 10 days old Holy so, cow. In, in 1950 in Mississippi. So he Whoa. likes to, he likes to say they didn't offer, um, they didn't have anesthesia then. They just let him soak it. You know, they soaked a rag in bourbon and let him suck on it until he passed out. Mm. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't know if that's true, but I can imagine it's true. It's Mississippi 1950. I mean, what the fuck? Yeah, no shit. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Bite on this. You know what I mean? <laughs> so Yeah. So, anyways, back to yeah, back to the matter at hand. So get in the car, you know, hauling ass 30 minutes out. I'm like, oh man. And I hadn't done I hadn't made any bad lifestyle choices at this point in the day. You know, I didn't have I didn't have any culprit, but man, sure enough, it was thunder was fucking coming. <laughs> <laughs> and like so I'm doing this thing, I'm driving in the car, and I've got 10 on two, and I'm just gripping the shit out of that steering wheel, like just flexing <laughs> like the entire body, you know, trying to like pushing off with my left foot. 
you know, to kind of relieve the pressure. So I'm not floor in the gas pedal, and I'm just, you know, I'm sitting there, I'm just like, oh, God, it's fucking fucking gonna happen. Like, there's a volcano located at my asshole. It's just in every sense, the eruption and the burning and the fucking narcissisms, like all that shit. Yeah, I know this is happening. So. We're coming up, you know, like, I, you know, fortunately, I kind of know the territory, right? So I'm kind of, I get where we are. I kind of, and there is a rest area exit coming up. But this is not a rest area. Like if you are on like the state line and like welcome to you know, whatever state you got to with like parks and bathrooms. Nah, man, this is just a strip off the interstate that's over like some retention ponds. And it is like just five yards off the interstate you're you're not you know yeah so i'm like well that's the goal that's where i'm like you know that, well that was the emergency and that's 20 minutes north of my house well in that next 10 minutes it becomes quite clear that uh, that is that is now number one option like <laughs> it's also the next exit you know without like literally you know on uh, interstate 55 south like that's that you know, number one, not safe. You know, number two, just nothing good about it. Nothing good. It's the place that you know to avoid in any other circumstance. So you're really dealing with like plan D has had to become plan A. That's the severity of what you're going through. Well, so like, you know, and I'm just like, okay, if I could just get to the exit, like there is like kind of an embankment that you can go down and then like some trees and stuff. So I'm like, okay, like so I'm telling myself that's what you know, gotta get to. And again, like kind of back to the whole clenching and locking and just gripping and, you know, definitely not grinning or anything, but all the grip, no grin. Uh, <laughs> so as I'm trying, as I'm trying to get there, you know, <laughs> basically I get off the exit. I get, you know, it again, like it's just a little diversion, like essentially five yard median or so, but it, you know, separates the drive that I'm on in the interstate. And I'm just like, oh, it's go, it's fucking go time. Like, this is it. This is happening. This is happening. This is happening. Sling the door open. Shit's happening. Like, in my idea of like getting to the woods, now that has become a pipe dream. Like, that's just <laughs> like that, that's gone. Like, that didn't have. So I am no joke. I at least made it to the bumper of my car. <laughs> like, <laughs> so my ass is facing, you know, my ass is facing, you know, the uh, it, boxers, those boxers stayed there. Like they, <laughs> there's no point in them getting back in the car. Yeah, so they serve two purposes. Like you know, initial you know, they were the initial line of defense, and then we'll come back to part two. And so, but I, you know, so I'm sitting there like ass facing Interstate 55, right? Just and just fucking you know, getting some output <laughs> like projectile. Yeah. Um. And <laughs> I can't wait for. I hope this episode really blows up and I get really popular for this. This is going to be. <laughs> so, we, we hope for the same thing. Like that's my financial planner, <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. Did any cars? Did any cars drive by at this time? Were you like? Oh, there's there's plenty of fucking cars because this is only like, you know, mind you, it gets dark at you know five thirty, right? Yeah. Uh, so I mean, it's like dark, dark. So this is maybe six thirty, you know, right. PM. So definitely. Now, I mean, again, we're not in town or anything, but there's steady traffic on the interstate, right? Like mm-hmm. lots of people <laughs> were, you know, they, thank God this was you know, when it was, and didn't everybody have a camera in their pocket, right? Totally. So, 
Yeah, have that at the bumper. So that's round one, right? And I'm just yeah. like, okay. Like, I'm at least got, I have, you know, no dignity left and a small amount of self-respect. So I'm like, I'm, yeah, but we're not finished. This is not it. Like, I just, you just first wave. Okay. So go down to the initial plan, like, the, you know, down the hill in the wood line, you know, just kind of wrap up. So we got like 10% you know, in the boxers. And then because of all the, the violent nature of this event, I'm like, it's not like I had damn toilet paper. So here's strip the pants off. Boxers were already at that point, like, you know, like, yeah, they've had a good life, but this is as far as we need to go. This is the end of our relationship. You know? So, and then just finish the cleanup, you know, and just like leave the boxers. So, you know, to do this, got to take off shoes, take off the pants, take it, you know, just sit there, fucking December, you know, you know, it's Mississippi, thank God. It's not up there up north. So it's not freezing ass cold, but like, all hanging out and you're also like it's like wouldn't it like a ben stiller movie where it's like some you know gay sex camp or something like where they bust like you know re- private rest like you know or these rest stops or whatever it's just- what movie was that i know what you're talking i know the reference you're making like so it could be something about mary well it, it's a it's a it's a classic bit though ken you remember um kids in the hall did it too uh, brain candy. It's like the, it's a, it's always funny. I mean, it's, it's kind of like it's, it's the guy who doesn't know he's gay, but just keeps like having sex with men, <laughs> right? And then they, they're like, you know, it's at a rest stop, and the cops, and then all of a sudden, just just like party. They're like whatever, like turn the light off or something, right? And then like fifty participants like <laughs> just, just like, scatter like roaches, you know? Yeah, but you robbers basically dress for the wrong party. This is what it looked like, you know, where I was walking into, right? Oh man. It just, oh, really? yeah, it just looked, it, it looked like shame. The kind of place that would, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but, you know, so strip off everything. So, well, clean up, get, yeah, good to go, right? Uh, pants were salvageable. Yeah, yeah, boxers again, they just, they stayed out there. So, yeah, go back to the car and just kind of like, uh, well, glad that's over. No telling how many people have just seen this. Yeah. <laughs> so head back in the car and then you have another 15 minutes home. Like I was saying, I, I was the whole thing to go home was to go out, you know, on a date with my you know, girlfriend, right? I was to take a nice long shower. All nooks and crannies are taken care all of the, with all, soap. All, yep. All, all nooks and crannies. Uh, get ready to go out. And I'm like, last thing I'm grabbing to go out the door is my wallet. I'm like, where the fuck is my wallet? Oh, <laughs> dude. <laughs> I'm like, the last time I had my wallet was in my pants. So I the head back north instead of over <laughs> you know, call girlfriend. I was like, I'm gonna be late. The head back up north. And I'm hoping it's right there at the car, like you know, at the side of the road. Well, hopes didn't work out. <laughs> like hopes uh was not was not there easy to find on the uh now my spot was pretty easy to find. But <laughs> <laughs> like but the wallet was not there. So I had to go trudge down the hill. This spot was a little harder to find, but fortunately, a pair of boxers and the white band, you know, the little white, you know, elastic band I could see. Did you have a flashlight with you or? Yeah, yeah, I had a flashlight. Fortunately, you have been hunting and stuff like that. So, you know, had had equipment that I needed. And sure enough, my wallet is laying in a fucking pile of shit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what the f? (laughs) <laughs> like just you know, from the just from the clutter of getting everything off my wallet, oh. I'm like motherfucker. I was like, this is this is my luck. This is this is how it's gonna happen. 
you're gonna do you gotta get the wallet back gotta go out that night (laughs) does that mean you had to fish it out like yeah man just gotta go in there and i wasn't dumb enough to fuck i mean i wasn't smart enough to bring like a bag or anything i wasn't expecting it to you know it's like you can pick it's not like you're walking your dog and picking up the poop afterwards where you're prepared with plastic bags i'm a dumbass 18 19 year old 20 year old kid i'm not expecting my wallet to literally be in my fecal matter (laughs) oh my god oh my god fecal wallet needless to say so i mean i do i get the wallet i retrieve the contents and then i decide to let the wallet just Along with the boxers, like you can stay here. We've come this far. I'm not putting you back in my pocket. You know, this clean. <laughs> I'm not going to whip this out of dinner to pay the bill. I'm like, what's that smell? Like, <laughs> that would be. That would be. <laughs> no. Allow me. Uh, no, no. Allow me. And yeah. then just like. <laughs> like I can take my wallet out, but you don't want me to. Like, I think you're, we're going to have to go Dutch on this one. The waiter's like, sir, your money's no good here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Even the card, card, this one seems to be damaged. So I don't know how much that exactly qualifies in your pants. Because again, there was there was definitely some that you know, but it was the smallest part, and it was really just the aftermath that makes it. This is a this absolutely makes the cut. We've never had a story like that, where it's like the 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 wallet gets left behind. This is a powerful. This is a powerful story. Yeah, yeah, it's. The the wallet actually, you know, probably without the wallet happening, it probably, you know, it's still funny, right? But it's less of a story. Are there are there provisions that you take with you when you're going hunting that would have like helped in this? Like you mentioned a plastic bag, but like, do you ever take like toilet paper for like long hunts or anything like that? Yeah, generally, I mean, like, yeah, generally, sometimes I will. Um, uh, I've gotten away from it much less, which. I was woefully underprepared for on Saturday. Uh, so, and if we need to, I, you know, if we need to, re, if y'all need a chapter two, I, I've got one that we, you know, so. So what was chapter two? Well, I'm just saying like the events from Saturday, right? Yeah. You know, now, there was no, you know, go back, dun, 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 you know, wallet issue, but there was a lot more element of danger and death. <laughs> if things go wrong, um, or at least, if not death, at least like solid chance for broken bones or paralysis. Uh, so, but like real, real quick, and I could, you know, kind of, yeah. So, like, I am in what's called a climbing stand. Not, you're not, cli- you don't climb up a ladder, but you have something that you, you basically, <laughs> you know, You've got a platform that you stand on and a platform that you sit on, but you also use it to climb the tree, like to kind of oh yeah, to jack up, up the tree, the tree yeah. right? Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. you you raise it up with your arms and you plant it and you kind of you know do it, you press down, you know, to do like like a dip or whatever, you know, arm press, and then you carry up with your feet, you know, and then you lock that into place and stand up and just repeat, repeat, repeat. I was up about 25 feet in a tree, 25, 30 feet, you know, pretty decent height. Right. You don't want to fall that far. I've got a five point harness on through the shoulder, buckles of the chest, around the waist, and then goes through both legs. Anyway, so I'm up there and I'm like, it, again, it was like fucking go time. I was like, I was like, I can't, I can't sit off this. I, I've got the, I can't just like hang it off the tree, like, which could be an option, right? But I, I, I don't have enough time to get like jackets off and, and, you know, my harness off. I said, like, I've got, I just got to go down. Got to go down. Halfway down, I get the full body clench. I was like, it's happening, it's happening, it's happening. Yeah. 
able to able to cut it off, got down the tree, but that's it. And then just start shedding. And then just uh, while I'm shedding, I'm walking and then just I don't make it. I can't get the harness off in time. <laughs> like I, I'm literally stuck in. And I was like, oh, it happened. And then just, and then just like broke the harness, <laughs> like, just broke the buckle and managed to be a minor event. I was able to, again, shed boxers and go uh, and then go back and go hunting, like bury it and go hunting. <laughs> Amazing. And then as I'm climbing back up, there's a 10 point that steps out 30 yards from me. Did you get it? Nah, nah. It was, I mean, like, well, number one, my gun was still laying on the ground because I'm halfway climbing back up the tree. <laughs> Uh, so the gun's laying on the ground, but no, it wasn't one I was going to shoot anyways. The, the deer's like, did did that one just take a shit and try to shoot me? Well, I think I, think I just was making so much fucking noise, he thought two were fighting. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. And this time you didn't lose your wallet, so. This time I didn't lose my wallet, so I, yeah. I did manage to keep it, so. I'm actually, I'm thinking like, you 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 were college, right? You said or no high school? Were you in high school or college? Or high school, like college, yeah. High school, yeah, around that like 20, 19, 20. 19, 20. Yeah. And I was just thinking, you know what though? I was thinking, as absurd as this series, sequence of events uh, plays out, I, I think we all lived through that age where the same kind of like hijinks, like absurd hijinks, would happen. Where you're like, it's like a movie. It's like, what am I in, like Harold and Kumar or something? What kind of bullshit comedy is this? Where yeah. it's like one thing after the next step. It's like, what are you kidding me? You know, and you're sitting there and you're living through it because, especially like to your point, when you're that age, it's like you're thinking one step ahead if you're lucky, right? Yeah. Oh, I want to do this. I'm gonna, then you go do it. Oh, I'm hungry. You go eat, eat the, whatever it is. You, oh, you know what? I'm going to go hunting and have my time and then go and then do the thing with the friends. And the, so it's just like, your life is just like step one, step two, step one, step two. Right. And then this happens and you're like, you're like cutting it so close. Like you're not even giving yourself any buffer, bro. Like you're literally on the go, right? Like you step out of the car, you're in the shadiest place ever. You, you know, uh, I mean, there's no fuse from your story that I'm gathering. You're literally like on the go, make it to the bumper. I, I wasn't even sure about that. Did you, were you dressed or did you have it? Did you see you had it off and your ass was out facing the highway? Like at that point? Oh, yeah, no, I, started, I, had, I started like pulling pants off while I was in the driver's okay. seat. Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. So you had like, you had this like weird gate, like this duck walk thing going and then you were just kind of spraying and, and you know, go, you know, uh, hopping and spraying as they say. And then, then you go down in, into the tree line or whatever. And then, and then so what I was thinking was also the sort of the, um, what do you call it, Ken? Like the, um, the pendulum of emotions because you're like, this is absurd. This is absurd. I can't believe I had to turn around and drive back to where I came from. Who to thunk it, right? It's like, oh, well, I did mark my territory. So I do know where to, <laughs> so I do know where to go. He's thinking, motherfucker, motherfucker. I can't believe of all things that I could turn around and revisit the, revisit the scene of the trauma. He left a marker though. So he could find it. And then he yeah. left another marker with his underwear. So he was like, it, it was almost like a beacon. Yeah. You know, but then, but then just when you think, oh, you know what? Yeah. Silver lining, you know, maybe there's a, yeah, make some lemonade out of this. He had to fish his wallet out of his own, out of his own pile, out of his own mess. <sighs> That's like recreating the lemons from the lemonade. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, it's like, you think there's an upside to this story, right? But before you get any hopes built, before you get any, your hopes up, before you get your hopes up, 
Now, now you can help yourself and fish your wallet out of your own duke. The big lesson that I'm getting out of this too is it's a lesson that we haven't talked about before. Whenever you're in that situation, always check to make sure that you've got your wallet, your keys, your phone, your cigarettes, whatever you have. Because that's a situation where you're like, you're so relieved that you've gotten through this and that it's done. And you're like, all right, crap myself. Got to get out of here. That you could easily forget any one of the the important things you need in your pockets. You got to do the check down. You got to do the check down real quick. Because it's a traumatic situation. Your brain, you, you can't trust your own like logical thinking. It's like you're well past that. You have no ability. You're in fight or flight. <laughs> but just when you're thinking, oh, well, hey, maybe it's not so bad. Maybe there's a reason for everything. Oh, now I got to fish my wallet out of my own shit. There goes that lesson. <laughs> Dude, this was spectacular. My cousin, I love you. Thank you so much for coming on here. Thanks, cousin Robert. Yeah, man. Good to meet you. Good to see you again. Because I know we met, but again, the haze. <laughs> so <laughs> Exactly. And, um, yeah, man. Any final thoughts or any lessons that you feel like you uh, you pulled from that experience? I mean, clearly not since it happened again, like <laughs> a couple of days ago. <laughs> I mean, like... Dude, that was it. Was actually super fascinating to hear that story because genuinely, it's funny when people say to us like, "Oh, my story. I don't think it's that good." And then you're like, yo, that story's amazing. Like, we've never had, like, you lose your wallet by, the, by like, a shady-ass rest stop. And then you have to go back and get it, and it's in your shit. Like, dude, that's... I'm proud to be related to this gentleman. Well, he should be. He's, he's, he's one of one. He is... He, uh... No one's had to revisit the scene of their own crime. And he, and he had... He did. I mean, some folks would have just been like, yeah, you know... Uh... Just to, you break a few eggs when you make an omelet and they would have just like left it all but he had, he like retraced his steps he went and it wasn't like it this is like going to the woods man like this is like a, not a pleasant place to, right. to go back to on a good day you know but um <laughs> yeah but hey listen i can't help though but wonder your your boy definitely cuts it close like yeah. Like, I don't know if his fuse is just that, the nature of it. Maybe it has to do with his that, that condition that he mentioned up top. But um, he gives himself zero, zero buffer, man. Zero. It's it's an interesting lesson to go back to what, uh, you know, Nate in episode two said about how because of his IBS, he has to, like, take, like, tons and tons of precautions on this. Maybe he just, it's, it needs to happen three times. To sit for the lesson to sink in? Yeah. Exactly. Right. <laughs> Maybe I should, uh, yeah, yeah. Anticipate things, maybe? I don't know. Maybe I should oh. anticipate things. Well, with that, let's go into our Shard at the Devil. Shard, Shard at, at the, the Devil. For this week, which was referenced earlier. So we got to play it now. It's the Beastie Boys, Slow and Low, which I never really realized had this meaning until now. So, you know, it's, what was that, 1986 that record came out? Like a fine wine, it aged about 36 years until we realized what it's about. Uh, a fine choice. Let it flow. Let just go. So and low. That is the tempo. It's time. 
That was a killer track. I love that one. Slow and low. It is late. It's I think folks is a, are a little their their energy is like appropriate for this time, right? Oh yeah, my um, energy is definitely on a nighttime. Yeah, yeah, but I I have to say I I for it's my preference only not because of the tiredness, but because it's got this like quiet like um NPR vibe to it. It's kind of like it's like it's got this like uh, it's, it feels like uh, on being on with, with well you're listening to on being. So tell me again, uh, when you uh, extracted fecal matter in your pants without taking off your underwear, how how did that make you feel? Tell, take us take us back take us back to that <laughs> take us back to that rest stop <laughs> that you uh you had to take us back to your choice. Do I? How bad do I want to shit myself? So bad that I'm willing to risk Donald ducking it. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely like um, crap in your pants after dark is uh, is a is a definitely definitely a different beast. Very, 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 very powerful. Very nice. powerful. Uh, we'll leave it at that. No, I I'm, I'm I I like it. I just I, it just makes me giggle. Um, on the one hand, I'm a little concerned about cousin Robert and his maybe refusal to acknowledge the short fuse that he has downstairs, but on the other hand. I commend him for, on the other hand, I, I commend him at the, at the same time, I commend him because he, not many, I don't know, I don't know anyone that would have gone back, but he did. And he went so far as to fish out his own stuff. <sighs> I'm proud you know? of him. I mean, it's something you can't, that does. Hey, you got, when you got to get your wallet, you got to get your wallet. So. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, the guy. The guy did. He went through the effort. He went through the. He went through the steps, and uh, you know, this you is know. this is probably over twenty years ago. So you know, I, and I would say, like, you know, if it was a checkbook, maybe you just lose the checkbook. But a wallet, you kind of got to get that one. For the crap in your pants podcast, my name is Ken. Hey, I'm Rob. And uh, keep shitting. Not that you have a choice. Inside our pants will spew a stinky number two. You'll be crapping in your pants with me.